Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of July. After reporting over 29,000 new COVID-19 cases, the highest daily rise, India's tally has reached more than 9.3 lakh. So far, the virus has killed more than 24,000 people. However, almost 6 lakh people have recovered, taking the recovery rate to 63.20%. During his address on World Youth Skills Day, which marks the fifth anniversary of the launch of Skill India mission, Prime Minister Narendra Modi asked youngsters to skill, reskill and upskill during the pandemic to stay relevant. He said, and I quote, During this time of coronavirus pandemic, along with work culture, the nature of job has also changed and the ever-changing new technology has also been affected, but the youth is gaining new skills in the changing times. Unquote. He also pointed out that hundreds of Pradhan Mantri skill development centres were opened across the country, the number of IITs was increased and lakhs of new seats were added to it. Underlining the important role of India as the supplier of 60% vaccines administered across the world, the ICMR Director-General Balram Bhargav said India is among the many other countries like Russia, China, US and UK that are fast-tracking processes to develop a vaccine for COVID-19. Bhargav said that all countries developing a vaccine were in touch with Indian companies because irrespective of where a vaccine is developed, India will play a key role in manufacturing it for the masses. Relying on drugs to scale down mortality in COVID-19 patients, Dr. Bhargav also said that neither the itolizumab nor the tocilizumab drugs had demonstrated any reduction in mortality. He said more trials were needed. Meanwhile, in the state of Kerala, a clinical management study of patients has found that the administration of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin in early stages to a COVID-19 patient improved their chances of getting better. In the study, which was conducted by the State Medical Board, researchers studied the 500 cases that were reported until the first week of May. Also, as coronavirus infections continue to surge in the world's third-worst-hit nation, Gujarat-based pharmaceutical company Zydus has said that it has started human studies for its potential COVID-19 vaccine. Also, the HRD Minister Ramesh Pokhrial and Minister of State Sanjay Dhotre launched a low-cost COVID-19 test developed by IIT Delhi. The test, Koroshore, is being billed as the world's most affordable probe-free RT-PCR-based COVID-19 diagnostic kit. According to new tech medical devices, the price has been kept at 500 rupees per kit. The virus has affected India's economy adversely. Union Minister Nitin Gadkari said that the Indian economy is facing several challenges and we need to find a solution to accelerate growth. He said, and I quote, GDP and per capita income expectations are not very good. It's time we need to change the economic situation and for that, we need support from the government and cooperation from entrepreneurs. Unquote. He also added that experts are predicting a budget deficit of 10 lakh crore rupees for the central and state governments next year. He also emphasised that the government needs to plan how liquidity in the market can be increased, which is a crucial challenge for the Indian economy. In other news, the Authority for Advanced Ruling has decided that alcohol-based hand sanitizers will be taxed 18% GST. The Goa bench of AAR said that merely classifying goods as essential commodities will not be the criteria for exempting them from GST. In a strange incident in Maharashtra, Agriculture Minister Dada Saheb Bhuse has ordered an investigation after a private college in Amravati stamped COVID-19 promoted on the past certificates of its students. 
As many as 242 reports are allegedly ready to be distributed after July 15th. In a letter to the Director General of the Maharashtra Council of Agriculture, Education and Research and Vice Chancellors of Agriculture Universities, Bhuse said, and I quote, There is no directive from the state government to certify COVID 19 promoted on the certificates issued to students. Who has taken this initiative and why? Unquote. Acknowledging the improved situation in Delhi this month, the Chief Minister Kejriwal thanked the centre, NGOs and opposition parties for helping battle the coronavirus crisis in the capital. He said, and I quote, As per estimates, 2.25 lakh cases were predicted by July 15th in Delhi, but after united efforts, the cases today are half of the prediction. Today, we have 1.15 lakh cases. Unquote. He also said that the number of hospital beds in Delhi has gone up from 4,100 in June to 15,500 today. He also said that now there are 2,100 ICU beds, of which 1,100 are vacant. He added that because of this, today people have the confidence that in case they need to be hospitalised, there will be no shortages. He emphasised that although the COVID-19 situation in Delhi is under control, they do not have to be complacent and continue their preparations. After the Shaheen Bagh protests against the CAA and NRC took the country by storm, the advent of the pandemic brought everything to a standstill. The protest was suspended in late March. But what happened to the thousands of protesters? Our reporter Chehek spoke to Shoaib Jamai, the national convener of the Shaheen Bagh protest, to ask what happened to the protesters once the site was dismantled. He said many of the working women returned to their villages outside Delhi after the lockdown was announced. Ever since, the government has attempted to use the chaos to its advantage. Some of the activists who were at the forefront of the citizenship law protests were arrested, including Sharjil Usmani, Safura Zargar, Natasha Narwal and Devangana Kalita. In its charge sheets related to the February violence in Northeast Delhi, the police claimed that the violence was incited by the citizenship law protests. So, has the protest ended? To find out, read Chehek's report titled, Where are the Shaheen Bagh protesters now? You will find the report on newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. We are a 100% ad-free news platform and the only thing that is keeping us going is the support of people like you who believe in and understand the importance of independent media. The lowest monthly plan begins at 300 rupees only. Coming back to the news, in Rajasthan's Jodhpur, the police have launched a campaign called Har Ghar Dastak to check if quarantine norms are being followed at the homes of people with COVID-19. Bengaluru and Pune, meanwhile, are still witnessing a total lockdown in view of the surge in COVID-19 cases. Bihar is also set to go for a 16-day complete lockdown starting tomorrow. The state's former union minister and Rajya Sabha MP Akhilesh Prasad Singh alleged that COVID-19 cases were increasing in the country daily, but the situation in Bihar was the worst. He said, and I quote, The pandemic situation is worse in Bihar as compared to other states. There is nothing in the name of health services in Bihar. The testing level there is also much lower than in other states. Unquote. Meanwhile, the state has also reported around 20 employees at the governor's house testing positive for the virus. As cases continue to rise, the Odisha government has decided to begin plasma therapy for COVID-19 patients at three hospitals from today. It has deployed 130 doctors and 37 officers from the administrative and revenue services in Ganjam district. As many as 100 Ayurvedic and homeopathic medical officers have also been deployed. Meanwhile, the record rise in daily cases was accompanied by the highest single-day increase in infections in at least seven states. 
Tamilnadu, Bihar, Gujarat, Madhya Pradesh, Haryana, Kerala and Goa. States like Assam, Mizoram, Odisha and Rajasthan have also been witnessing a spike in numbers. Taking note of the rising number of cases in Sikkim, the state government has decided to ban inter-district and intra-district movement of vehicles in the state for at least 15 days. Chief Minister Prem Singh Tamang said, and I quote, We have decided to sensitize people about COVID-19 protocols and urge them to strictly adhere to it. Unquote. He said that in order to contain its spread, social distancing and minimizing traffic movement was the only solution at the moment. In Assam too, as per data compiled by HowIndiaLives.com, the state's recent surge in reported COVID-19 cases has been led by Kamrup Metropolitan District, where infections have risen by 26% in the last two days. The district now has over 7,500 cases out of the state's total tally of more than 17,000 cases. Now for some international updates on COVID-19. Worldwide, more than 13 million infections have been recorded, including 577,000 deaths. More than 7.37 million people have recovered so far. The US, Brazil, United Kingdom, Mexico and Italy have recorded the most number of deaths. The Trump administration, meanwhile, has ordered hospitals to bypass the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and beginning on Wednesday, sent all coronavirus patient information to a central database in Washington, a move that has alarmed public health experts who fear that data will be distorted for political gain. As California grapples with a sharp increase in COVID-19 cases, officials announced a rollback on its testing guidelines that will now prioritize patients who display symptoms of the virus. Florida, too, surpassed its daily record for coronavirus deaths yesterday. Meanwhile, around the same time, researchers announced that the first vaccine tested in the U.S. had worked to boost patients' immune systems. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, said, and I quote, No matter how you slice this, this is good news. Unquote. The experimental vaccine developed by Fauci's colleagues at the National Institute of Health in partnership with Moderna will start its most important step around 27th of July. That is, a 30,000-person study to prove if the shots really are strong enough to protect people against COVID-19. After facing multiple lawsuits, the Trump administration has finally walked back on a policy that would have stripped international college students of their US visas if their coursework was entirely online. In other news, more than 1,000 employees of the Center of Disease Control have signed a letter calling for the agency to address a pervasive and toxic culture of racial aggressions, bullying and marginalization against black employees. The pandemic has both highlighted and intensified racial inequalities in the United States. A CDC spokesperson said that the CDC director had already responded to the letter, but he did not provide any details. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump has criticized the state of California's two largest school districts for making students learn from home in the face of the rising number of COVID-19 cases in the country. Researchers in France have reported strong evidence that the virus can be transmitted from a pregnant woman to a fetus. A baby born in a Paris hospital in March to a mother with COVID-19 tested positive and developed symptoms of inflammation in his brain. The doctor who led the research team said that the virus appeared to have been transmitted through the placenta. In the UK, after much debate on the usage of masks, British Health Minister Matt Hancock said that the government will not recommend that office workers wear masks while at work. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that the country must prepare for new coronavirus outbreaks as the pandemic spreads globally. But she said that the country will not drop its elimination strategy if community transmission was discovered. 
Auden said that the pandemic was now exploding outside New Zealand and that countries that had been role models in the fight against COVID-19 had now experienced further community outbreaks. The Prime Minister said that while community transmission has not been reported in the country, if it does occur in New Zealand, the government has a plan. She provided the complete details of the plan on the government's official website. China is further easing restrictions on domestic tourism after reporting no new local cases of COVID-19 in nine days. The Ministry of Culture and Tourism said that tourist sites should allow 50% of their daily visitor capacity and that inter-province group tours should be resumed. Now for some non-coronavirus news. A day after Sachin Pilot was sacked as the Rajasthan Deputy Chief Minister, Pilot in a press conference said, and I quote, Some leaders in Rajasthan are trying to fuel speculation that I am joining BJP, but I am not doing so. Unquote. Meanwhile, Rajasthan Congress in charge Avinash Pandey said that the party has not closed its doors for Pilot. He also said that the party had issued notices to Pilot and 18 other party members for not attending the Congress Legislative Party meetings. Pandey said, and I quote, If they do not respond within two days, then it will be considered that they are withdrawing their membership from CLP. Unquote. Speaking about the possibility of a floor test in Rajasthan, Gulab Chand Kataria, the leader of opposition in Rajasthan Assembly, said, and I quote, We do not feel such need as of now. If we feel the need, the party, that is BJP, will make a decision. Unquote. Congress's Sanjay Jha was also suspended from the party last night for anti-party activities and breach of discipline. Late on Tuesday, a notice issued by the Maharashtra Congress and signed by Balasaheb Thorath, chief of the party's state unit, said that Sanjay Jha has been suspended from the Congress party with immediate effect for anti-party activities and breach of discipline. Reacting to the suspension, Jha told NDTV, and I quote again, Nothing surprises me. What are the anti-party activities I indulged in? The least Congress could have done was to approach me. We are showing an extremely intolerant culture. Unquote. He also said that he has always maintained that until the party gets its internal democracy right, the party will struggle to become a serious political contestant to the BJP. Last month, Mr. Jha was also removed as the party spokesperson after a critical takedown of his party in an article. Shortly after the article was published, he tweeted that the Congress had drifted far from its democratic, tolerant and liberal values. Do watch Abhinandan's recent interview with Sanjay Jha where he talked about what ails the Congress party, how spokespersons of political parties have turned into Rottweilers from frontline workers, the lack of internal democracy within the party and how, despite two devastating losses, the party still has not learnt its lessons. The current wave of floods in Assam has affected more than 21 lakh people in 27 districts of the state. Lakhs of people have been displaced. The flood-related deaths in the state now stands at 59. In Kaziranga Park, 39 animals have died. However, as per Assam State Disaster Management Authority, the situation is improving, with the water stabilising. Stressing on the need to dredge the Brahmaputra River as its water-carrying capacity has reduced over the years due to loss of depth, Assam Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonawal said that the Water Resource Department would start work in this regard very soon. He also said that strengthening of river management in neighbouring states will also help in preventing floods effectively in Assam and urged the engineers of the Water Resource Department to bring innovation and newer technologies to flood management mechanism in the state. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.